0: We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours. We're a music podcast that chats to artists, musicians, and creatives on their songwriting craft and upcoming projects. I'm your host, Simon Fink, and welcome to episode 256. We're back once again with another episode this week with the lovely pop wonderkind Flower Kid. The pop songwriter has returned with his first piece of new music since 2021 in the form of brand new single, Dis and Disappoint. Now don't forget to check out the show notes of this episode as they'll contain all the links where you can find Flower Kid's socials and music as well as our socials. Make sure you head to our Insta, TikTok, YouTube and follow along and that you subscribe to the pod on whatever lovely podcast application that you use. As mentioned before, our guest today is Flower Kid, the indie pop project of musician and songwriter Flynn Sant burst onto the scene almost out of nowhere back in 2018 and went on to release songs like Boy With The Winfields and The Wild Heart and Vodka Orange Juice. He released his debut EP, Everyone Has a Breaking Point, in 2021 and cemented his position as one of Australia's most exciting young pop songwriters. Last month, Flower Kid returned with the brilliant single, Diss and Disappoint, and has joined us on the pod to chat about this first piece of new music for the year. In today's episode, we discuss the songwriting of the single and what originally inspired the track. We talk about how Flower Kid's honesty and lyrics came about and why it seems to resonate with people so well. We also discuss diversity within the music industry and why songwriting from marginalized communities does seem to be coming more to the forefront and, and resonating with audiences more. And we also maybe try and discuss or try and get a few secrets out of Flower Kid and what the rest of the year holds for him. As I mentioned earlier, all of Flower Kid's details can be found within the show notes of today's podcast episode and we do want to thank Thomas and Lucy from Warner Music Australia for their help with today's episode. Here is our conversation with Flower Kid. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Flower Kid. Hello, how are you?
1: Hi, how are you going? I'm good, I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing very well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today.
1: It's not a problem. Happy to be here.
0: (laughs) Where are are you joining us from today?
1: Um, I'm actually in Newcastle um, at my mum's house with my sisters. Uh, So if you hear any background noise, that's what it is.
0: (laughs) No, look, I can very much appreciate that. I'm also, um, I am... Recording from home today, and there's a there's a, a small dog <laughs> and someone else in the house as well. So we're, we might be in the same boat.
1: <laughs> there we go. Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a very exciting time at the moment. There is a brand new single out from uh, your Flower Kid project. It is "Dis" and "Disappointment." Uh, firstly, congratulations on this this brand new single.
1: Thank you so much. It's been amazing to make and to see it flourish is just incredible.
0: how are you with this is this is not the uh, first piece of music you've dropped there was some previous singles and an EP which I'll touch on in a little bit but how are you when it comes to each release and each kind of brand new thing being released out into the public?
1: Um, Well I get very nervous prior to the release um, just to you know think about what other people are going to think whether or not I'm articulating it in the right way I get very nervous but once it is out, I do feel a sense of relief, and I think that yeah, it's very re- rewarding. Yeah, to see it to see it out in the world.
0: One hundred percent. This is the the first piece of new music that we're getting from you uh, since I think I want to say twenty twenty one with the uh, with the previous EP.
1: The EP, yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true. Yeah.
0: <laughs> How has it been? I guess in that time, because we're now in twenty twenty three. Guess what's been going on in between that time, and and what made it right to to release this single now in um where we are in May
1: twenty twenty three. Well, I think it takes me in general a lot of time to process my emotions and, you know, collect all of those feelings and you know make them into something that means something. Um, I think that, yeah, as it takes me a little bit longer to do that, I went through a lot during 2022. Um, I ended a, a quite a serious relationship. I, um, I started new things. I moved to several places. And, yeah, it, it's been a long time, but I'm ready to get kicking and back into it again. So, yeah.
0: It's very exciting. I know that there is quite a bit of excitement around, well, around you and your project and your music in general. But I feel that like this news of a brand new single um, is going to kind of even make those fans that a little bit happier and into. I don't want to say hyperdrive, but you know, there's always excitement, and this this will push them over the edge <laughs> slightly.
1: <laughs> well, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm curious. I know this song you wrote in Nashville with Alex Hope, who is a producer and songwriter. I believe he's worked with the likes of, um, Tegan and Sarah and Troy Sivan. That's right. What was the process of writing this song kind of like, and where did the original inspiration for Dis and disappoint um, come from?
1: Well, I guess if I go back, um, to a previous relationship I had, um, it kind of ended on a sour note. Um, I think, and it took me a long time to process those emotions. In fact, like uh, more than a year to really, really think about it and sit down with those feelings. And I guess I took it to Alex Hope. I took the idea and said, I, I was how I was feeling. And they were very, very supportive of how I was feeling. And I said one sentence and I said, just frankly, I'm just disappointed in how. Um, the situation was handled after the breakup and yeah, we, we wrote it in a day. Um, we made it in a day, the first demo, and I felt so relieved because I was able to get those emotions out that I'd been holding in for a year and a bit. Yeah. So it was very rewarding for sure.
0: Are you someone who, and I wanna I wanna to touch on your kind of vulnerable and honest songwriting in a little bit anyway. But when it comes to working with someone with collaboration, do you find it easy? Do you find it an easy process to be able to songwrite with someone?
1: Um, usually yes, actually. I I I tend to when I am by myself and I am writing on my own, I find it hard to finish things and I start new ideas and then I don't finish them for another <laughs> few months, if, if at all. To be honest, there's lots of ideas that I've just started. But when I am in the room with someone, someone like-minded, um, I tend to just knuckle down and we, we work together and we bounce ideas off of each other and it just flourishes into something within a day usually which is pretty, pretty incredible. I'm pretty proud of
0: it, yeah. 100%. I think that, um, well, as you said, there's a lot of songwriters who might be going through a similar thing of yourself where we start something and it kind of loses its legs by the end of it <laughs> in a way. Um, that <laughs> That's you've right. Got, yeah, <laughs> a notebook full of ideas but um, not fully formed or finished songs. So I think, yeah, if you can get it done in a day, very impressive.
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs>
0: um, With something like this, uh, I guess the world and the music community seem to have fallen in love with Flower Kid and with your music over the last, uh, where are we, four to five years, I think now, or three to four years, or I apologise for the timeline, but...
1: That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the,
0: The last number of years that you have been releasing music have really resonated with people, and I feel that that is... Due to your honesty and vulnerability in lyrics, and I guess um with that and then we'll, we might even do it in reverse or we'll talk we'll get to how you started songwriting later but has this been something that you've always done in in the same kind of um fashion in 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 the sense of we've spoken to so many songwriters about being honest and vulnerable and and how many had to overcome certain hurdles to get to a point where they were comfortable. And it seems that you've kind of come out the gate being so honest and, and, and real <laughs> that, I'm um, yeah, I'm really curious whether that was always kind of, that it just, that's how it worked for yourself or whether that was something that you worked on to get to that point.
1: Um, I definitely was very shy growing up actually, and I didn't really speak too much And, um, over the years, as you said, yes, I I did go through a lot of hurdles and I had to overcome a lot of challenging situations that someone my age generally didn't, you know, tend to experience, I guess that early on. And it made me, it made me really look into myself and I found that all of those emotions had been built up over such a long period of time. I was always an honest person. I always was had no problem being vulnerable um, to people that I cared about. But it got to the point where I had all these emotions and I needed an outlet. And then when I started music, I started out with a bang. And yeah, I, I wrote late Night therapy and Boy with the Windfields and the Wild Heart. and yeah, I I would say that some of my most vulnerable pieces yet. and um, yeah, I definitely think that it took a long time to get to that point, but once I did, yeah, I knew I felt that it was the right thing to do and the right way to simply just help other people as well as helping myself in the process. yeah,
0: of course I. I love that. That gave me chills on my um on my arm. <laughs> um, when, <laughs> when you and and if you're okay to talk about it, please let me know. If if you would not like to, and more than happy to change the subject. In I guess in relation to that, how did you come across music as that outlet? Because I can imagine it could have been any range of creative um, form that that outlet was going to take. What was it about music or songwriting that kind of worked?
1: Well, I think in my mind i I always heard melodies and pieces, and I was always very, very good at creative writing and you know making stories and narratives that um that just really resonated with me and other people and I definitely I definitely would say that music really drew me in because it was the music made you feel that narrative even more it was like a soundtrack to that story and that's what I found really magical about it you know I really enjoyed the soundtracks behind movies and songs I would really feel songs to a whole nother level as like lyric lyric wise and music wise I yeah i It was just drawn to it in that way, I guess, Um, something to the music to narrate the story as the Mm -hmm. story is narrating itself, if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: it does. I love that. (laughs) Uh, Do you remember the first song you wrote? We don't have to go through the the, the specifics of it because for some artists that we've spoken to, it is um, some have been embarrassing. So (laughs) we don't have to share it. But do you you remember the first kind of song that you, you tried writing?
1: plushcare.com slash weight loss I remember um really like early on I wrote a song about a race and reaching the finish line and it was really deep and you know I was in like year four or something like that and you know I would it was about society and everything like that and I guess you can have an idea of how that sounded like but (laughs) but you know that I remember I remember writing that but I guess the first proper song that I wrote fully and you know was proud of was Late Night Therapy and then mm-hmm. f- following shortly after boy with the windfields
0: and the wild heart
1: yeah
0: that's very impressive i feel like a number of people kind of go through quite a substantial amount of um works in progress if you will to they get to something that is of <laughs> substantial quality so that's very impressive <laughs> with, <laughs> thank you thank you with um i guess with that kind of story in mind are you your normal creative process, um, even now, is it that you're a lyrics person first or are you a m- kind of melody person or how does that kind of, uh, insp- when, sorry, when inspiration does hit, how does that kind of play out?
1: Um, it completely varies. There's never, it never starts in the same way. <laughs> um, sometimes it starts with a melody in my head and I'm like, Ooh, and I like, you know, um, play it on the piano or something like that. Or I start with production, Um, in Logic Pro or I start writing lyrics or start writing paragraphs or sentences that can be made into lyrics. There's just, it's, yeah, several, several different types of ways that I do it. And I like it because it keeps me on my toes. It's, you know, good practice that I can start from practically anywhere and get to the result that I get to. Yeah.
0: Of course. I know um, before we spoke about collaboration, has there ever been any desire or thought to songwrite for other people?
1: Absolutely. Um, I'm actually starting to do that now and I really, really enjoy it. I had the pleasure of joining uh, Song Hubs Pride Edition this year mm-hmm. and I started writing for other people during that experience and I thought I really, really like this. Um, I would ask them their story and what they felt like they needed to express or let out. And then writing that and forming it into song form was just magical to me. I thought that, yeah, it, it was. it's a great experience, I believe. Yeah.
0: I love that, firstly, that there is opportunity to that and that also that SongHub is... Um, putting on something like a pride edition to be able to have, as you said before, like-minded songwriters and musicians and creatives who can use that to, um, not use it to, but use it almost as a platform, if you will, to be able to help tell these stories. That's right. Yeah. Is it important, and this might be a very silly question, but (laughs) is it important Mm -hmm. for yourself to be able to shine a spotlight on those stories and those creatives that maybe, are in not necessarily a minority but might not have an opportunity to have a a bigger spotlight than some of those other kind of artists that we see come through?
1: Um, I absolutely think it's so important. Um, As you said, yeah, sometimes that people like us, we we don't get that platform and we don't get that recognition um, just because we are seen as different. And I think it is so important to hear these stories because they're the most impactful ones, in my opinion, Uh, going through struggles, going through hardships and yes, sharing them with each other. And then also there's this universal struggle that I think a lot of people go through and I don't think you have to necessarily be queer to experience that. But I think that the most impactful stories these days are coming from queer writers and queer creators. Um, and I think we can really, really help, help the world and, you know, try and try and make it a better place. Definitely. 100%.
0: We've, um, we've previously in the last few months, um, or over the last number of years, but especially in the last few months we've spoken to a number of artists about, um, Well, a number of those artists have been from the queer community or have been an artist of colour or, and it is, I think that there is so much more to be heard from these communities and I feel like that, and I I realise I say this as a in the position of a, of a of a straight white man, but I think that the narrative of a straight white man is somewhat boring these days. We've heard all the stories; there are no new stories to tell. It is <laughs> it is good to be hearing these other stories. People don't grow, as you kind of said before, is that um, what we're we talking about? We we're talking about songwriting and, and wanting to grow and evolve. And I think that is a key part of it is hearing these stories from these other communities.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I would love to know, and I know that I don't want to get yourself into trouble or myself into trouble. Obviously, as we mentioned, it is the first piece of new music since 2021. It's a brand new single. Can we possibly expect any other music this year?
1: (laughs) Uh, Absolutely. Uh, There's a lot in the works and a lot has already been finished and just waiting to be released. And mm-hmm. I can't wait to share that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's very exciting. I won't look, I won't push for details. I will ask because it is, it's always fun kind of knowing all the secrets and being able to hold on to them. Are you, are you good with keeping secrets? I'm pretty good at keeping secrets.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> that is very exciting. Um, it will, I guess in, in terms of not talking about new music, Can we expect some um, possibly to see you in some live capacity as well this year? I think, did you just recently come back from um, South by Southwest?
1: Um, I actually was going to South by Southwest, but we ran into a few complications in terms of getting over there and funding and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But in terms of live performance this year, um, nothing's planned as of yet. Mm-hmm. But I can definitely say that I'm sure things will pop up during the year, and at the end of the year, slash at the beginning of next year, there is something big going on for sure.
0: Look, that's very exciting. We won't push for any further further details on that. do you do you enjoy <laughs> being in in the live space and in a kind of having the project in a live capacity?
1: well it can be very daunting but I definitely love it when I'm there and when I can see people singing along to the songs and enjoying themselves I definitely definitely think it's worth it for sure
0: well I have heard many um many many positive reviews from uh, a number of people actually in relation to your live show so I look forward to whatever those things (laughs) at the end of the year may be I look forward to um well, seeing what they are and, and being able to experience it for myself. Um, uh, Flynn, I'm glad. Us- <laughs> we would usually ask our guests what they're currently listening to. Is there anything at the moment that is kind of on high rotation for yourself?
1: Um, I'd say Brockhampton is always on high rotation for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the Particularly the album Iridescence, uh, In Love With That Album. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'd say that that's my my something that's on repeat for me all the time. So <laughs> that's what I'm vibing with at the moment. <laughs>
0: that's awesome. Uh, is how do you usually come across new music? Are you someone who listens to uh, friends' recommendations? Are you an algorithm person? What's your kind of music discovery? Kind um, of a, yeah
1: a bit of everything, really? Sometimes I'll hear it. Um, you know, a friend playing it while we're hanging out or something. I'm like, what is this song? This is brilliant. Or, you know, I see it in a Spotify playlist or I um, hear it in a TikTok, of course. <laughs> 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 um, but, yeah, yeah, just a bit of everything really.
0: Mm-hmm. That's I think that's the best way to do it. Um, very quickly, just because you mentioned it, what, what do you kind of make of the... Uh, I hate these words. I'm so sorry. The TikTokification of music um, and how I guess how it turns musicians into content creators and kind of vice versa.
1: Um, I think there are a lot of positives and a few negatives. Um, mm-hmm. To and I think lots of people do say this. I I think the the only problem that I have with TikTok is that there is so so many musicians coming out of the woodwork, which is fantastic in so many ways. But I think people are seeing it and viewing it as a competition as to who gets the most amount of likes, who gets the most amount of views. I guess it's the same as any social media really. Mm-hmm. Um but in the positives, as I said, so many are coming forward with these brilliant talents that wouldn't have been discovered before this kind of platform. So I think that it's giving people and minorities essentially as well, opportunities To really put their best foot forward, I think, yeah,
0: one hundred percent. I feel like it is. It's a somewhat double-edged sword because, as you mentioned, you can find all these incredibly new talents on there, but it does. There's a small percentage, I'd say, not all of them, but a small percentage that seem to view it as yes, somewhat of a competition, or almost somewhat of a more of the business side of it, which I feel takes the creative and actual music side out of it completely.
1: That's right. There is a downside to that,
0: for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, um, it's a bit weird to end on that note, but <laughs> thank you for talking TikTok with <laughs> <to> me.
1: <laughs> no worries. Um, no worries.
0: Ben, thank you very much for coming onto the podcast. I do appreciate it. Um, it is the brand new single from Flower Kid. It is Dis and Disappointment, and it is out now. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.